there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. In this hour, we'll have uh, in pocket plays in about 30 minutes. Paul Charchi and Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. At the very back end of the show. And here we go. It is uh, Thursdays with the Maestro. He is the VP of Circa, the Golden Gate, and the D in Las Vegas. He is Mike Palm. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Good Mike. morning to Exeter, New Hampshire, our loyal Nesson family that's watching. Hobart, Indiana, Peekaboo Marquee. We see you. Dover, Delaware, our vocal family there at, at Masson. Hammers Junction in the Northwest Territories watching on Rogers Sportsnet in Canada. Glenshaw, Pennsylvania in the Pittsburgh area, viewing on AT&T and San Marcos, California. It's another sunrise over Spectrum. All right. Also, no hyperbole in 15 minutes from you as well. Biggest gaps of the previous week. Okay, so Circa Survivor, right, started off with more than 9,200 entries this year. It's worth more than $9.2 million, right? It's down, it's below 1,800 folks now, right? Remaining in this thing as we approach now week number seven. Do you know how many people have all 10 entries left? You just told me. I would have guessed six, seven, eight, ten. It's it's 10. 10. You're allowed to get 10. Yep. And so you can actually, people have, uh, you know, they bring their wives in, their friends, whatever. They, in theory, could have more than that, but 10 per person. Mm -hmm. And 10 people have all 10 left. Paulie is stunned by this news. Yeah. I, that's the disappointing and depressing. I mean, I'm really up against it now to think because from a strategy standpoint, I hope these people are, you know, yeah. don't have the common sense. But we saw it last year. I mean, the only way you blow this now is if you shove. So uh, you, I have two. You, I mean, for someone to have 10 this late in the game, I mean, it's like, my, my God, I have, that's very disappointing. I think you're overreacting. I think likely they've been shoving all along and not splitting up their entries. That's why they still have 10. When you get to Thanksgiving and they still have 10 and you have one, then I would be a yeah. little more morose like you are today. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you looked at it, though, and someone who did that, people are, not, they weren't There's, doing that. So Love My Baxter uh, is a previous winner. Former yep. champ. Good guy. Very good <laughs> yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Uh, evidently, from the person who looked at all the entries, Love My Baxter, for example, is like all over the map. So he's one person who has yeah. not been shoving. But that's one out of 10 again. Looked like it was more than that, though, with uh, Crushum's notes, so... Mm. that's where, you know, we know what Crusham likes to do with shoving, but... Should Paulie be depressed? No, uh, why should he be? He's still in. He's still in, right? Yeah. What, the, the value of his ticket is over sure. $5,000, yeah. right? T- now, how about this website where you can put it up there and list it? How great is that now? That's cool. And a guy was up there, he was asking $6,000 for his entry. So that, that's also interesting, too. Well, let, let's ask. Let's turn this into the Mitch discussion because this has been a great case study on Vison yeah. this week about his Astros ticket. Sure, right, right. sure. If you were able to go on this website and put up your Astros future, 
which would pay $94,000, uh-huh. what would you have listed it at? Uh, before this series? Before mm-hmm. the series. I would have gone... Great uh, question. I would it's have a gone, free roll, too. Sure. You know what I would have done? I would have gone a little bit higher than what the Astros were in the market. So do you recall what the Astros were before the Texas? I don't. Was it... They I, were a small number to win the whole thing? Yeah, I don't know. They were 140 to 145 against the Rangers. That right. went up to that. Uh, so let's say they were two to one. Yeah, I think it's a little short of that. Yeah, so do I. Let's say, okay, let's agree that it was plus 175. Okay. Just for example, uh, I would have listed the ticket around plus 190, maybe higher. Just higher, because if I list, list it lower than the market, would anybody buy it? Uh-huh, correct. Right, I don't think they would. Right. So it's like prop swap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you could, through the scenario we did, guarantee yourself, say, 27,000 with yeah, that correct. hedge yeah. scenario, right? Yeah. Offer it for 30. Offer it for 35, right? And see what the bid is. Yeah, yeah, sure. You could. Uh, so I, let, I let me know. see. You you, what did you end up doing? Do you want to discuss it or That's no? fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, sure. So again, I, everybody has to know the exact details here, right? Yeah. Uh, I had the Rangers at 15 to 1 to win the American League for a nickel. That goes back to May. I also bet the Orioles when they were 9 to 1. And I had, I believe, $800 on the Orioles. That ticket's dead. Yeah. So then, I le- what number do you think I should have hedged now? Because, again, that, ast- that the true number here is 91000 on that Astros ticket, okay. if I win it from the Blackjack yeah. tournament yeah. here. Yeah. So I, w- I was going to win 7500 already on the Rangers on a bet that I made back in May. But you also said you had another World Series bet that was going to win 7500 I thought. I thought uh, That's on the Rangers as well. Yeah. And how yeah. much did you put in that ticket? Two, that, was, that was 250 at, yeah, okay. yeah, at yeah, right. 30 to 1. Yeah, okay. I suggested that you add another twelve five. That was the number on the that you Rangers on. at plus one twenty five. And it, and if they won, you're picking up seventy five hundred, right. right? Then you're then you're going to pick up another fifteen, close to fifteen thousand. That's twenty two five, and you can do whatever you want in the World Series and lock up thirty five hundred. Sure. So you're at twenty six thousand. The worst case scenario. Right. So I talked to you, and I talked yeah. to three other people. Two yeah. of them. Are, that offends me, but go ahead. <laughs> so, but here's what you're going to here's what you're going to like. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, a guy's been in this business for a long, yeah. long time. He's been uh-huh. on both sides of the counter. I talked to another buddy of mine who likes to go bombs away. Right. He fires sports. He does uh, three card poker. Never any names. Never any names. It's okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't like go dropping names. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. And it's, then also, right. I talked to an accountant. They, oh. they all said that if I really want to monetize the ticket to perfection, I needed to come up and bet at least 10000 on the Rangers in this series. Well, Very close to the number that you threw out there. Yeah, which is to win 12-5. I said bet 12-5 to win close to fifteen. Sure, and then I have that ticket if they win already at seventy five. So it's going to be close to 20000 if the Rangers win this did series. Did you bet the ten? I did. It's a great case study, I think. Yeah. And, and the kid that I met uh, in Chicago who does, uh, his name is Jack Miller. He graduated with a degree in statistics from Illinois. And he's, he's one of these guys, he makes prop numbers and bets prop numbers. That's his profession. And he's like this little, he looks like Zach Greinke. He's got this baby, but he's probably like 24, 25 anyhow. But he's got this baby face. He had a great tweet, and I gotta go back and find it. It was like a four, not a Benson 22 part, but a, a four part tweet, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right? About hedging and why people scoff at if your hedge bet isn't at positive EV, you shouldn't make it. And he's like, you're failing to consider, one, the guaranteed increase in bankroll and what you can win with that by making the hedge. The emotional hit if you don't win. And he went through the whole thing very, very well. I got to print that out because it's, it's a good explanation because some people that absolutely don't believe in it. But there's a lot of right. other factors other well, than just the math. You know, yes. My best comeback to that is, you know who likes to hedge? Derek Stevens, mm-hmm. who's got yeah. how much money? He still yeah. believes in it. But did anybody reach out or anyone wonder, did they say, well, it's a free roll, let it go? I did not have a single person. Okay. But I, I don't, again, I didn't, and I could have because, again, I talked to one of my, you know, okay, Kevin, I'll, I'll name names, right? He has, he used to live in Las Vegas. He likes, to, he's the guy that really likes to go bombs away. I thought for sure he was going to say, but you got to let it ride. There's no way you can hedge. He didn't. He said, you got to capitalize on this. Here you have a ticket that's totally a free roll, and you got to you got to come out on top somehow. Totally I, I think you also have to assess the situation. And I didn't. I thought this series was a toss up, and I, and I think the Phillies are going to be real tough in the World Series. Looking at your ticket, yeah. So the, you the have Rangers consider that as well. The Rangers did not have a loss until last night. Yeah. So I also 
it, the peace of mind and not sweating it out for the next three weeks. Well, you still have a sweat, right? I mean, you still have yeah. a, a five-figure sweat. I, I like you want that. Houston to win, you still have a five-figure sweat. You're yeah, going to sure, monetize sure. more well, if Houston wins the whole thing. Well, he makes a great point. This team's infuriating. It makes no sense. They have a losing record at home and yeah. a 24 over on the road. Mm-hmm. And then they, they had to win last night to save their season. It's okay. I like and their I, games three and four starters. I mean, Javier and Urquidy, if that's yeah. who he's going with, I think they have the advantage in three and four. Yeah. I would not start Framber again. You cannot put him back out there on the mountains. I'd rather okay, throw a bullpen fine. game. Well, I'll raise what you. What do you do? Hold Six on. straight starts like this, you. Paul. Well, I'll raise you. You can't start Scherzer in game seven. Well, I agree with There's that as one. well. Okay. Can't do that. I agree with that as All well. Right. Sure. <laughs> no, you're right. Also, when it comes yeah. down to this exact hedge, this was this was kicked around. Do mm-hmm. I want to just split it in half, right? So guaranteeing myself the pretty much, if the Astros were to make the World Series, and one of my friends who I talked to said, eh, don't go exactly, because you still want to have a decision here on your yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. And I made the bet on the Astros in the first place. So yeah. there's a reason why I took them. Imagine, imagine if uh, the guy who picked first, top three, top four guys had taken Philly, how much money you'd have to play with. Mm-hmm. The team that you encourage people to take back yeah. then. What were they in that draft? 25, that, that weren't 25, they? Yeah, 25 yeah, to so. one. Yeah. You could have 10,000 at 25 to 1. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, 250, Mike. Yeah. 250 to play with and, you, and getting plus 155 back on Arizona in a series. That's as, right. As a, as a hedge. Well, and then plus money on the other side, right? Yeah. Didn't you say that uh, Philly would be about a buck 25 when you reached out, Paulie? Chris in Bennett, the, Jeff Davis. In the World Series look ahead? Either team. Either, right. Either they're team. equal. They're equal. The difference yep. in that series is the home field for Houston. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah. yeah. So, anyhow. Well, all good points. Not everybody is the same situation. Not uh-huh. everybody has unlimited access to money and funds and, and things like that. So, uh-huh. But you're sure. in a great sure. spot. I'll tell you right? that. Mm-hmm. I, another yeah. great, great timing. How about the guy who just hit the big ticket Monday at Stations? Mm-hmm. The guy had a $250 yeah. 10-teamer that paid $200,000, and he did the Cowboys. Yeah. How much can you get your hands on in that amount of time? I wonder what he did. I don't huh? know. And how about the hell he had a sweat through on Monday night? <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> well, penalty. They have a yeah. penalty on six consecutive yes. plays. Yeah. It's, it was unwatchable, the game. Yeah. Terrible game. Uh, uh, yeah, imagine uh, having uh, that game come down uh, to it. You're like, uh, I, can uh, I even uh, put up God. with this? So do you want to go back? You said <laughs> recently about 80 people would split the pie now in Survivor. Sure, sure. You still at that number? Well, I like it knowing that there's... 10 people with 10 entries as well. Yeah. Right? They got a nice shot there. I mean, man, I was a little bit of pushing the envelope with 80, but you're going to go through this period. This week is, I mean, 1,504 people have the Seahawks. How many are going to use them this week? More I than 1,000, right? Uh, I'm on them, yeah. Where, where do you go? You're going to use the Bills? Hardly yeah. anybody has the Bills left. Good point. 459, you're going to use San Francisco on the road mm-hmm. again? Probably not. Yeah. There's nowhere else to go. That's right. Mm-hmm. I have well the said. Bills left on one of my tickets. It's a consideration. Yeah. I mean... You have two tickets? I have two tickets Would left, you consider yeah. splitting them this week and going Seattle and Buffalo? No. Oh, oh no, no. Yes, absolutely, I would. Sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. I thought you were yeah. going to say Seattle and Arizona to no, play no, the no, opposite. No, 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, and hope Seattle loses. Because that'll take out at least oh, two-thirds of the field, Good point. Right? And, it, yeah, and you think the way. Patriots are yeah. the worst team in yeah. the league, too. That's yeah. No hyperbole up next. Mike is going to share the biggest gaps of the previous week here on Sin. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time 
with the customers, that is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on v What a time to be alive. All four major sports in action. No better time of the year to be a sports better. And become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now. Get full VEASAN Pro access. Everything we do through May 1st for $120. Daily best bets. Unlimited access to the betting splits. Exclusive betting content for the playoffs, college football, rest of the NFL season, NBA, NHL regular seasons, and the draft. Don't miss the limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up now. Here we go. No bias. You will respect my authority. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Baum. I am the smartest man alive! Last week, but here we go. Number five, Dino the Dinosaur. The Syracuse Orange traveled south to Tallahassee to take on fourth-ranked Florida State early on Saturday, and it was a good case study of Dino Babers and his coaching decisions. Down 24-3 with five and change left in the third quarter, the Syracuse Orange faced fourth and sixth from the Florida State 14. What does Babers do? Well, of course, he attempts to make a three-score game a three-score game with a field goal. (laughs) Unfortunately, they missed. On the ensuing drive, Florida State kicks a field goal. Orange get the ball back. They drive to midfield, now down 27-3 with 12 minutes to go in the game. It's still a three-score game. Down 24, fourth and seven in positive territory. From the Florida State 47, what does Babers do? Well, of course, he punts. <laughs> Since finishing second in the ACC in 2018 and winning the Camping World Bowl, Babers is 22-33, and 33, including a conference record of 9-28. and 28. Perhaps it's time for his extinction in Western New York. Number four, run, Eagles, run. In the late window on Sunday, the Eagles traveled to MetLite Stadium to take on a Jets team who has never beaten them in history. Mm -hmm. Jets had never beaten the Eagles. Let's fast forward all the way to the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter. Coming out of the two-minute warning, the Eagles faced third and nine from their own 46, leading 14 to 12. The Jets had only amassed 236 total yards in the game to that point and only 155 yards of passing and were out of timeouts. Had Nick Sirianni called a run play, of course, if they make it, the game is over. If they don't, you punt with a minute 10 to go. Bingo. And you make Zach Wilson go 60 yards to try a field goal to beat you. Instead, Hertz is picked off for the third time in the game. And it's run back all the way to the eight-yard line. Next play, Brees Hall to the end zone. And that never win against the Eagles, it's gone. And so is the Eagles' undefeated season. All right, number three, Bronco breaking. Mitch, you had a dream Saturday. That game didn't disappoint at Husky Stadium. If you'd have known, you'd have caught a flight from SeaTac to Fort Collins to see this this masterpiece. (laughs) All you needed to do was get there with seven minutes to go in the game. Boise State against Colorado State. Here's another one. Did you know Colorado State had never beaten Boise all time? 0-12 against Boise State. Pick an interception with seven minutes to go in the game. Boise State scores to go up uh, 29-10. Interesting, they kicked the extra point instead of going for two there with six and chains left to go in the game. Oh, I missed that. Why wouldn't you want to go up 21? Kick the extra point to go up 20. Oh. Okay, so they get the ball back with 6-12, and they go on a long 75-yard touchdown drive. They score with 402 uh, Colorado State to cut the lead to 30 to 17. Next is one of the most amazing onside kicks I've ever seen. 
Not only did Colorado State recover it, they recovered it at the Boise 38. 27 yards down the field. It looked like one of those Sarah Fuller kickoff. Squib kicks, <laughs> spun to the left. They dive on it. They needed a pass interference penalty on fourth and goal, but they eventually score another touchdown to cut the lead now to 30-24. Here we go, 153 to go in the game. They still have all three timeouts. They line up for another onside kick. This time it's a short hop, big hop, and Colorado State recovers. Wait, wait, flag on the play. You can see if you're watching on TV at home. They illegally blocked a player before the ball had traveled 10 yards. Five-yard penalty. It was a beautiful kick. They kick again. They don't get it. Boise recovers on the 42 with a minute 50 to go. They run the ball three times and punt the ball, all right, down to the 12-yard line with 42 seconds left to go. The 12-yard line and no timeouts. They convert a pass to the 23-yard line with 17 seconds to go. They needed to go 77 yards in 17 seconds. Next, they hit a 44-yard pass and are to the 33-yard line of Boise. They're able to spike the ball, and then with six seconds left, they throw the Hail Mary to the right side of the end zone. Boise bats it, but back, and the wide receiver is perfectly positioned to snatch it before it hits the ground. They do the review. It's a good touchdown. Oh, by the way, too much celebration by Colorado State. We're going to back it up. And the guy that had two perfect onside kicks nails the extra point for a 31-30 victory. Who is this kicker for Colorado State? You know the story on this guy? Jordan Noyes from England. 31-year-old father of three. 31-year-old father of three. What? He was a walk-on on Utah at the same time Matt Gay was a kicker there. He had met Matt Gay at a wedding. And it, it was a <laughs> soccer player from England. Matt Gay said, you could be good at this kicking. He walked on to Utah was a backup to Matt Gay, graduated from Utah and had a year of eligibility left and went to Fort Collins with his three kids and his wife. <laughs> this is amazing. Look at the picture of the guy. Oh this is an amazing story. Anyhow, they win, 31-30. Number two, this is the game you went to, Mitch. It didn't disappoint. Duck, duck, lose. Dan Lanny, my man. Boy, yeah. some, some questionable decision-making. I thought the worst call by far was the first, the final play of the first half. You're on the three-and-a-half-yard line. With six seconds, so not only do you not call a quick fade, so you might be able to kick a field goal, you have Knicks roll out all the way from the left hash to the other side of the field. It looked like there were seven DBs for Washington in the quarter of the end zone. No chance for that pass. Then with 3.50 to go in the third quarter, you're down 29-18. You have another chance on fourth down to kick a field goal. He passes again. They don't convert. They held Washington three straight possessions without a point and take the lead. I swear, Mitch, I thought they were going to run the clock out with six and a half minutes coming off their own goal line. It looked like they were going to do that. Three plays, first down, three plays. You get fourth and three. Washington has no timeouts left. I don't hate that call. You could win it there. But still, you punt him. You make him go 80 yards with no timeouts, and you have to have a touchdown up four. I think Dan Lanning cost his team this game. I think Oregon's a better team than Washington. And they're not out of it for the playoff yet. No way. They run the table and say beat Washington the Pac-12 title game, I think, They've got a shot, depending on what happens, ACC, Big 12, Big 10, and SEC. They could still get in the playoff. I I thought, to my eyes, Oregon was a superior team. I I agree. All right, number one. I say Tyrod, you say Tyrod. Sunday night football, let's go to the end of the first half, where the nearly 17-point underdog, New York Giants, led the Buffalo Bills 6-0 in Orchard Park. They get a pass interference call. First and goal at the one with 14 seconds to go, and no timeouts. What did they do? Saquon Barkley up the middle, stuffed, no hurry to try to spike the ball, and the half runs out. Should have been at least nine to nothing. You could have thrown three passes to the end zone and kicked the field goal with 14 seconds left. Debo goes nuts. He's screaming at Tarad. In the post-game press conference, they asked Debo what happened. He said, we called a play-action pass. Tyrod audible to a run play. Must have saw something there. And that was it. Incredible, at the end of the game, you get another pass interference call, an untimed down from the one uh, you know, in the past to Waller, was it holding? Was it interference? Probably they'd gotten the call on the play before. I don't know. Has a game ever ended where the first half you left at the one-yard line and the final play of the game you were left at the one-yard line? The whole point of this is so let's talk about Terod Taylor and not forget how the history of the NFL was affected by this man. And you can put his picture up. Dr. David Gazaniga. Dr. David Gazaniga, who's a physician in San Diego and still a team doctor for the Chargers. Before the week two game in 2020, he's giving Taylor, who is their starting quarterback, a pain injection in his rib cage and punctures his lung. 
If not for that, if Anthony Lynn would still be playing to Rod Taylor, and we have never seen Justin Herbert. It changed the course of NHL history. By the way, he's got a five, uh, Taylor's got a $5 million lawsuit against this guy, pain, suffering, and loss of income from having lost a starting job and what that did to him in the free agent market subsequently. And that's no hyperbole for this week. Wow, great beautiful. job with that. All Thank right. You. Yeah. He, see, I did not know that yeah. about Taylor. Okay, yeah. makes sense though, right? Yeah. I don't blame the guy. Sure. That good job. That decision by Sirianni is not getting enough attention. Why There's no way Zach, there? There's Zach, no Wilson's, Zach not Wilson's going 65 yes. yards no way. with no timeout. Yes. Yeah. Horrendous. And it, it's the same as the Oregon Rose Bowl. You punt the ball, they got a minute five, a minute yeah. ten, and yeah. they got to go the whole field right. and kick a field goal. Sure. No oh, shot. Stupid. 155 yards passing yards the whole game up to that point. Yeah. And then it's yeah. one thing to throw the so interception, people, then they return really it. talking about that. Yeah. And they return it that deep, You know, too. I, I couldn't fit in. I probably okay. could have done the whole no hyperbole about the officiating in Cleveland. I could have found five oh, calls yeah. to break. That was really, really, really bad. The, the, walkers, final, the, the final drive. I don't downgrade the 49ers off that game. I'm sorry. No, you the can't. Weather, I don't think so either. The whole thing. A whole thing. I don't downgrade The walker that play. Game. That's a scoop and score. Absolutely. It's, it's a how fumble. How is that not a fumble? They blow the play dead. Mike, though, as we said on Monday... Every uh, warning here to every other AFC team, do not allow the Browns to get into the playoffs. I'm telling you. You do not want to play that team. With any kind of competent quarterback play, they're the best team in the AFC, I believe. Because that defense... The defense is as, <sighs> as good as it gets. Yeah. Let's follow the money here on Beast and the Sports Betting Network. We'll get to our in-pocket plays and ask the maestro what he likes today in the two baseball games as well next here on Beeson. Easy winner with the Astros, plus 110 for whatever reason. So good on the road, and they are dynamite in that ballpark. 7-1 and one this year. They've also won four in a row and plus 32 run differential going back. And I'll come right back with the Astros today to even this series and get it done. And I don't trust Haney as well, and uh, then this series has all the makings. I'm Mr. Soccer, lower leagues now. Uh, a little juicy, but Stockport, this is League Two. Stockport is playing good ball right now. They're in first place ahead of Knotts County. They haven't lost since August 26th. I'll lay the dollar idea against Grimsby Town. Our friends, Cheltenham, back in action again. League One. I will go under two and a half in this one. They're playing Cambridge. They're near the bottom of the table. But again, you know how you, there's so many different ways you can play this. We know Cheltenham has only scored one time on the season. Uh, and their last league game was 1-1. Championship League. The league below the Premier League. It's been a rough go for Sheffield Wednesday. They were promoted. They are dead last in the table. They are like a little bit like uh, Cheltenham Town. They've had all kinds of issues here. Dead last. Three points. Two goals in their last nine matches will go Sheffield Wednesday, Watford under two and a half. And then we have the under tonight for 15 and one under run for the Saints, 41 and a half. We got a good number with the Falcons game under 40 there. Buckeyes lane four against Penn State. Franklin's got to prove it to me. And then a three team six point tees, Bama, Bills, Seahawks. Plus 150. Good luck. Let's eat. All right. A couple of units down the drain last night on the Liberty to win the WNBA finals. All I can do is uh, tip my cap to the Aces. They were completely up against it. They had no depth, multiple injuries, and they went to New York. That game, I mean, it's only a five-game series, right? And to win like they did down by 12 in the second half, I think it was a combination of both things. Phenomenal effort by the Aces and the Liberty were awful. Stewart was 3 of 17 from the field. Oh, How do you not take bad. the last shot? How are you passing that around? She's missing layups. Eh? Uh, so that's a loser. Uh, also, yeah, this stinks because the Alvarez walk did not cash. 
However, when we were talking about it yesterday, we also encourage you to find uh, that first plate appearance walk, which was also qualified as a walk or hit by pitch. That came in at five or seven to one uh, for those of you who bet it. Moving forward today, um, give me a couple of players over one and a half total bases. Uh, both have plus money. Hopefully they both hit. If one does, we'll squeak out uh, a small profit here. But Altuve over one and a half total bases plus 115. Simeon over one and a half plus 105. Both batters, good history here. And uh, they're going to be very aggressive at the plate tonight. And so I bet this game now twice. Saints minus one. This is on the move as we speak. I also just bet minus 130 on the money line. Here's the reason why. It's up to two points. Uh, I tweet from Adam Schefter nine minutes ago. The Jags are going to work out quarterback Trevor Lawrence before tonight's game to determine whether or not he can play versus the Saints with his knee sprain per source. Quote, it could easily be a game time decision. According to the uh, source, C.J. Beathard would, would start the game. I also thought it was a bad sign yesterday for Lawrence when they signed uh, Nathan Work off the practice squad. Yep. So there you go. All right. You got the Eagles Sunday night as well. NBA starts Tuesday. Great doubleheader with the champs at home against the Lakers. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get our all-new NBA betting guide, up-to-date previews on every team, futures, year-long player props, live betting strategies, best bets on player awards like Rookie of the Year as well. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide. Dame Dollar on the cover. VEASAN Pro subscriber today. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Mike Palm in studio with us, uh, VP of Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. You were very high on this Phillies team going all the way back to uh, midsummer, and you were encouraging people to take them very high in the blackjack draft. They went undrafted, and they were 25-1. to 1. Here you go now. I mean, with that home field, it's going to be just nuts. They will have home field against the Astros, not the Rangers, if that's the World Series matchup. Why would you like them so much? Well, they they went to the World Series last year, and the great weakness of their team was the bullpen. You could argue they have the best bullpen in baseball this year. And, and Campbell, I know, but from the fifth inning through the eighth inning, they do. And, and Rob Thompson could just keep bringing guys in that throw 95-plus every inning. And he's got a second guy to come in if that guy can't finish the inning, right? And, you know, he can throw Alvarado wherever he wants, and when you get to the toughest part of the lineup with the lefty coming in there throwing so filthy you can't touch him, and they were just, everybody was hurt. Harper was out and, you know, and they developed Suarez. I just thought they were 25 to 35 to one at one point. They made it last year. They played the Braves tough. I thought it was worth the shot. Yeah, I think you thought Turner was going to turn around at some point. He did. The standing ovation there was a genius idea mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Harper was coming back at that time. Yep. But now look at what Harper has turned into again, the same guy from last year. How would you approach this game today? How would you approach well, the American League game? Come on. I mean, if I didn't have a bet on the Phillies already, I would play. Honestly, I would play the run line plus 120 here. You're talking about this kid, Brandon Pafad, who lost his first eight starts. I know they put him in some big spots, but he's probably not going to get to five innings here. It's more like a bullpen game. Suarez has been razor sharp. Uh, in the playoffs so far. The Phillies hit well in this building. Go back and look at their history. Good point. They hit well in this building. I forgot about that. They score a lot of runs in this building. So Three and one this year there. 32 runs yeah. in four games. Yeah, they crushed yeah. the ball in this building. Good. I love the Phillies in the afternoon. Uh, and then I would come back with Houston again on the road tonight. I, I like Urquidy. Yeah. I liked everything that, he, they, that they were talking about him when he pitched in Minnesota that day. He's not afraid. He's going to pound the strike zone. He doesn't. Not afraid of anybody. I think it's a big advantage over Haney. Who's Who's going to play in the World Series then? We'll have. The, I don't know yet. By next I week, know. I said this game, this AL will go seven, and I don't know who's going to make it. I, I, is it a bad thing if the Phillies sweep, and this American League series go seven based on what we saw in the first round? It probably hurts them in the first game, if if they do. But well, I'd rather they get get it done with. Who wants to throw anything to chance? I don't know. Do you think they, they probably want to come? But you know, you don't want to go. That means you're going to six to go all the way back home, right? Uh, I'm, I think they're all right. Do you think baseball needs a tinker with the playoff format? No, I no. don't. I really don't. What are you going to do? I think the best of three is better. Even though since we went to best of three, only one of eight series has gone three games. Um, I think it's good now. I think you should have the higher team get three games at home, and uh, I wouldn't change it. Okay. Um, how are your bets going in the Friday night football circuit invitational I, here I on VC? I think I'm, if I was in the main field, I'd be fourth right now. Fourth overall. 20, 25 and a half points. 25, 16, and one. Are you, that's very good. Are mm-hmm. you uh, using more college in the NFL? I, I go either 4 3 or 5 2 every week. Yeah, always more college. 
Okay. What do you like this week? And do you have an opinion on the Ohio State game? <sighs> I can't back. I, I don't really understand the money on this game because Franklin doesn't win any of these games ever. Right. Especially against Ohio State. Yep. You could make an argument to the under with both defenses, but I'll probably just stay away from the game. I, th- I think there's other spots, other spots to play this week. What do you make of USC after what happened to them against Notre Dame? Now lane seven against Utah. Utah's a t- difficult team to judge. Uh, I don't know where their heads are going to be at. Their defense wasn't horrible against Notre Dame, but no. five turnovers. How are you ever going to have five turnovers? And, and look, a kickoff let, return, let's, yeah. Let's, let's be honest. They, they didn't play well against – they should have lost to Arizona. Mm. They got every call in that game in the Coliseum and luckily won in overtime. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Arizona just went to the Palouse and won by 40 with this backup quarterback. Watch, watch out for this Arizona team the rest of the way down the stretch. Oh, they're going to be a yep. fly in the ointment. Yes, they are in the back yep. 12, in the final days of Pompeii. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they'll probably get the beavers. They'll probably get the beavers yeah. coming up. They are dangerous. They are really down. dangerous. Yep. Well, that what Fish is a good coach. That program yep. was nothing. Oh, yeah. Talk about Colorado. That program was, was nothing at the bottom, winning no games with no talent. And he's in a couple of years has made them very competitive. Do you recall last Friday night were you offering uh, a money line at halftime on the Colorado Stanford game? Uh, I don't I don't remember, but when Stanford scored the second touchdown, you could feel that game getting away from them, couldn't you? When they mm-hmm. missed the tackles and he went eighty ninety yards or wherever they went, you could just feel that whole thing getting away from them, and and it didn't feel like they had a sense of urgency at that point uh, is 12 Paulie and I got into it this weekend or this week is 12 and one Alabama SEC winners in the playoff if they it beat depends. A, they beat so a 12 and Georgia depend. they don't go in they don't go in above an undefeated Carolina or Florida State mm-hmm. um, you can't put them in against a one loss Texas Texas beat them right. handily at Alabama yep Michigan or Ohio State or Penn State is getting in right when uh, probably Michigan I agree with Brad Powers they look clearly to be the best team and then you have to see what comes out of the Pac-12. I'd put a one-loss Oregon in ahead of them or an undefeated Washington. I think they have a hard time getting in. I think Georgia's probably the only team that can make the playoffs out of the SEC. Huh. Right? Well said. Everybody else is damaged. They need I, chaos. I think yeah. Bama gets in yeah. over an undefeated North Carolina. All right, with Brad, no chance. I don't think so. You can't, can't say it. no chance based you on the history of the committee. No. Well, I can't say no chance, no. but I don't, no think chance. So. No. I don't think so. They also haven't been impressive. They let Arkansas back they have in. Been the resume. What, resume they what do they do well? Nah, resume Nothing. stinks. <laughs> yeah. Great job, Mike. Thank you. Good to see you again. Be minus. Oh, that's wrong. Fantasy, oh, fantasy football <laughs> Hall of Famer Paul Charchian and what he likes tonight. Next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Don't forget DraftKings Sportsbook this season. New customers can bet $5 and pocket 200 in bonus bets instantly. All customers get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Download the app. Use promo code FOLLOW. Follow when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Get up there. Here we go. Uh, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charchian joins the program now. His website is guillotineleagues.com. Charch, always a pleasure talking to you here on Thursday morning. How are you? Well... I mean, I'm doing great. I, like, I don't want to brag, but earlier today, I got up out of a chair without groaning. Feeling pretty good about that. Oh, you feel, yeah. You'll take a win, huh? That's any, a win. Any small That's win right. now is good. Good. Okay. All right. I like it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I have Travis Etienne in one of my biggest, um, you know, like redraft leagues or dynasty leagues. And it's been great the last couple of weeks because he's scoring touchdowns. Yes, he went nuts against the Bills a couple of weeks ago, had 130 mm-hmm. plus yards. But overall, like he's not, it, it hasn't been like 22 carries for 150 in these games, right? It's right. been kind of a struggle. Right. And now he gets his Saints defense tonight that is uh, good. What do you expect out of Travis Etienne? Yeah, he's been good. I mean, maybe even very good, far better than any of his previous seasons. And, you know, in the preseason, I was worried that Tank Bigsby, the rookie, was going to come in and steal some of his roles as a pass catcher, as a goal line guy, because Etienne hadn't proven himself in those roles at all. And Tank Bigsby was good in those ways in college, but that hasn't materialized at all. Bigsby's barely seeing the field. Tricky matchup tonight, though, and maybe his toughest of the year. The Saints are the only team that has not allowed a running back touchdown, ground or air, and they rank eighth best in run stuff win rate and eighth best in overall run defense by pro football focus. This is a very tricky matchup for Travis Etienne. And if there's a game that looks like one where you want to throw a little caution, this would be the one for Travis Etienne. Now, given how well he's done, he's still inside my top 10 of runners. He's my number seven ranked running back this week. But still, there's there's reason, you know, reason for pause here. It's he's getting it done on a lot of volume and the volume still it may it, the volume may not be the same this way, particularly because it's a lot easier uh, to beat the Saints on the ground than or on the air through the Well, it should be somewhat easier anyway through the air than on the ground. Well, this is just not only for tonight, but moving forward, uh, what we do with the, the Saints offense. So this is. Yeah. I thought I was excited that, OK, you get car and now they yeah. should be good off anything but right. No, I mean, in most, most ways, statistically, the Saints were better with Andy Dalton last year than what Derek Carr mm. is giving them. It is a lateral move at best. So last, I'm going to compare last year's Dalton to this year's Carr. They're effectively tied in yards per game, interceptions per game. But last year, Dalton threw touchdowns at almost double the clip of Carr. Carr is sitting at 0.8 touchdowns per game. That is Zach Wilson territory. That is Mac Jones territory. Mm. These are guys who should not be starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Dalton's passer rating last year, seven points higher than Carr's this year. Now, all that said, the Jaguars are getting rocked through the air. They're allowing the fourth most passing Mm. yards, despite facing Desmond Ritter, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson in his first ever NFL game. I mean, so there's still going to be some opportunity for Carr. But this feels like sort of a watershed game. If he can't get it going here, and by get it going here, I mean, like, give me 280 yards and two or three touchdowns in this game. Then I think there's, I think I'm ready to just say, from at least a fantasy standpoint, I'm off Derek Carr. Okay. And, I'm, you know, this is, if I can't start him here, what am I, why is he even on my roster? I don't blame you. Well, then, okay, so with the, the Trevor Lawrence news again, we just found out from Adam Schefter 15 minutes ago, looks like a true game time to see a decision is possible tonight. Yeah. So then, what, okay, based on that, you're going to want to play that carefully, obviously. But then what about the guys who uh, he throws the ball, ball to, like uh, Evan Ingram, Ridley, no, no Zay Jones tonight. So what do you think the breakdown is here? Right. Zay Jones likely not expected to go. Uh, Ridley has been so enigmatic, right? This is a very tricky matchup. Two gigantic games for Ridley. Gigantic games. The other four, straight up garbage, statistically anyway. So super combustible fantasy pick that you got to be very careful about. The Saints secondary looks very good on paper, and they were good last year. 
But the one thing you got to realize, the quarterbacks they faced, probably the easiest stretch of quarterbacks of any team, Tannehill, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, C.J. Stroud. I mean, come on. I mean, that is that is some wobbly passing right there. And it's statistically they look good, but I'm not so sure that that's a great matchup. Now, Ridley runs from the outside. He doesn't. He's not a slot guy. He runs from the outside. Saints have got two good cornerbacks. They got Marshawn Latimer, who's been good for years. Paulson Adebo, who's gotten better. Get this. Those two guys combine to allow two and a half catches per game. That's it. Wow. So this is a it's a tricky spot for Ridley. And with Lawrence up in the air, I think you you want to this feels like a, a another real opportunity for him to pitch a dud at us. All right. Follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charchin is our guest. His website is guillotineleagues.com, where you can still draft leagues moving forward uh, this week. Okay, so then if you're talking about if Derek Carr can't get it going tonight against this uh, Jaguar secondary, I'd say the same thing off the bye week here. I mean, what do we know about Matt LaFleur at this point? Jordan Love did not look good. Uh, no. In that game, Monday night game out here against the Raiders. Well, now look at the defense they're taking on. The worst in football in the Broncos. What are you expecting from Love and some of the skilled guys for the Packers in that game? Well, so, yeah, something's got to give here, right? Which is worse, Jordan Love or Denver's defense? <laughs> I think it's probably Denver's defense. Yeah, maybe. Just, maybe. Uh, well, maybe. I, yeah. Uh, it, his play is super ugly, right? So you got the slow processing in the pocket. I mean, you can you can almost feel the synapses you know, popping in his brain when he goes back to pass. The awful accuracy. He ranks dead last in accuracy in the league. He's conducting on just 55% of his passes. But and here's the funny thing. Packers, it's not his, it's not the pass blocking. It's not like he has to make these instant decisions. The Packers have the fourth best pass blocking by Pro Football Focus and the fifth best pass block win rate by ESPN. So it's not the fault of the blocking. But here's why Jordan Love remains a fantasy factor, if nothing else. He's got the two things that you need for fantasy success as a quarterback, a big arm and mobility. And Denver is obviously a perfect spot. Denver allows the second most fantasy points to quarterback. They allow the most passing yards and the most passing touchdowns. So Jordan Love in a, in a bye week with six teams on bye and a bunch of quarterback injuries, mm-hmm. we're starting Jordan Love. The opportunity's here. How creative can we get uh, staying with that theme then with the quarterback position with injuries and buys? We can get pretty creative, and we're going to have to. Uh, if you got to go to the waiver wire and just find a guy, a backup quarterback to go fill in for one week. How about Tyrod Taylor? Or is it Tyrod, by the way? I'm a little fuzzy on the Tyrod versus Tyrod part. Okay, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's not clear on me. Uh, he goes up against the Commanders. They've allowed multiple touchdowns to everybody except Josh Dobbs in week one. Um, that inclear, includes passers like Desmond Ritter, you know, Justin Fields, who have combined for six touchdowns passes the last two weeks. You know, even Tyron Taylor might be able to get that done. And here's the kicker for Taylor, who's very mobile. Commanders have allowed the second most quarterback rushing yards. And last year, in the two games that the that Daniel Jones faced Washington, he ran for 106 yards. So, I mean, the game scripted him on the ground and it worked beautifully. So Taylor's every bit as mobile as Daniel Jones. So, yeah, if I got to go, if I got to go to the waiver wire to find a quarterback, I'm trying Tyrod Taylor here. All I don't right. know, by the way, whatever his betting rushing line is, you may want to go over on that. OK, um, right. you're based in Minneapolis. Uh, they are hosting the Vikings are hosting the 49ers on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, what? No, Justin Jefferson, as we saw, this probably is not going to go well for Kirk Cousins. So who do you trust here in this Vikings offense? Not many people. So your one game sample size for life without Justin Jefferson for the Vikings, their offense generated zero touchdowns, ran the ball for two yards per carry, and Kirk Cousins threw for 180 yards mm. against Chicago. Mm. So about your your starters here are basically this. TJ Hawkinson, who you have to start every week because there's no good tight ends and he's still getting a lot of use. Um, This is a very tough matchup for a defense that ranks number one in coverage, uh, number one in pass rush by pro football focus. So nervous about Kirk Cousins, who you normally start pretty much every single week, leads the leads the league in touchdown passes. But this is a tricky one. Now, if you do need a ray of hope, it's this. The Niners have played a very weak slate of quarterbacks. The only Cousins level passer they faced, Matthew Stafford, did fine. He threw for 307 yards and a touchdown. So you could... Kirk is a tricky start. He's been in my top five most every week this week, quarterback 13 yeah. on Monday night. I don't blame you. Tell everybody about the website and how they can still draft at guillotineleagues.com. 
So the format for guillotine leagues works like this. Instead of playing fantasy football head-to-head, instead, every week the low-scoring team gets chopped, all their players go to the waiver wire, where the rest of us build superstar rosters every week. All you have to do is not finish last. It's guillotineleagues.com, and we're creating new leagues every week at guillotineleagues.com. Very good. And Charge also uh, hosts a very, very good podcast called Fantasy Football Weekly. He's been doing that for many, many years. Thanks, pal. As always, we appreciate the time. Thank you, my friends. Yep. Talk to you next week. Thank you, you sir. Yeah. On Twitter, at Paul Charge. Final score tonight? 21-17 Saints. In that range? All right. And uh, 6-3 Astros. They win to make it 2-2. Good luck to you. What about the Phillies? Cover the run line? Pain. Yeah. They cover the run line. Not 32 runs in four games there this year. Fought the guy to shut it down? Oh, I can't see Okay. It. Uh, if you missed any of the show, you can go back and search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcast. Best of luck tonight. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.